Welcome to another episode, man, of Comedians in Bed. And as always, I have another great comedian here for you. He's one of the best hosts. My fault. The disrespect, I apologize. He is by far the best host of any host in the city here in Columbus. I'm putting it on record. Yes, I said it. Because he knows how to turn a room for good or for bad. But either way, we're still here for a good time. He doesn't remember this man, but he was the first host that hosted an open mic when I did comedy in Columbus. And he said I killed. I only did like four minutes and like 10 seconds, but I got the job done. And ever since then, this guy has been one of my good friends in comedy, man. He's an overall good time. I'm so happy that we got him here. Please give it up for the very funny and the very hilarious very sexy Pi more everybody thank you ty man what's going on with you today man oh not much man uh just got off work a little bit ago had a uh protein power bowl ready to knock this out and maybe go tell some jokes at saver pint later is that dinner yeah that was dinner tonight <laughs> yeah that was dinner <laughs> Protein Power Bowl is also the name of my trainer, but uh, I don't see him as much as I see the actual food. Yeah, man. Last night for dinner, I had uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That is the key to success right there. That is, you get your that milk, is. you get your sugar, you get the taste so good that you can't even see. <laughs> that's 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 That was when I heard that. It took me, I think, five years for that to fully... Uh, Set in the taste so good that you can see it or whatever they say. I can't yeah. remember the line. I might have fucked it up. <laughs> they, they started to like make different versions of it now. They got like uh like yeah. cinnamon sticks and all that type of stuff. I've I had some of them. I I rather stick to the original one though. Yeah, like when we like because we're about the same age. I think uh you got a birthday coming up, and I just celebrated mine. Yeah. So when we were growing up, I remember French Toast Crunch, but it was few and far. Like it, it depended on the grocery store, honestly. And you were got <laughs> it. But other than that, there's nothing wrong in my opinion with the uh, with the original man cinnamon yeah. toast crunch. I think they got it right the first time. What's what's your favorite cereal? Oh man, I hope I don't contradict myself because I was on Funny Guy Fish's podcast <laughs> and I can't remember what I told him but I actually might have told him French Toast Crunch yeah yeah it's either that or um, you could do for me either the Reese Cup peanut butter or Captain Crunch mm. peanut butter either one of those is probably a close second but I think uh, yeah I think ultimately it might be French Toast Crunch man something about it I Oh man, I I want to go buy a box right now. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna put a DoorDash order in. <laughs> I can only do the berry Captain Crunch, man. The, the it, it hits the roof of my mouth too much. Yeah, I know, and I think that's what got me into comedy. Was I found out I was a psychopath as a as a kid because I I like that. Yeah, I don't mind getting my mouth cut up. It kind of toughens me up in the morning, you know. <laughs> Prepare you for a long day of struggle trying to learn long division. You know, they sucks out of the gate. Half of my mouth is cut. Now I got to go brush my teeth. It's going to burn it. Oh, you can't I let anybody see you cry either. <laughs> I'd rather just take a nice deuce first thing in the morning, man. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I always tried to clear out before I got to school because I hated being the kid. I had a, I went to a grade school that had eight grades, but only 140 kids, so everybody knew your business. <laughs> so if you pooped in school, you heard about it for months, man. You could poop in school. <laughs> I've never actually pooped in school, but I did start it like pooping in public in school. Like so, like when we was at track meets, right when you run. It like pushes your 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 stuff down, yeah. so like you have no choice but to go. So like you have to use like the porter potty because you it felt big, but it really wasn't. So that's when I started to use like public restrooms. That's not probably like a good way to start it out, but you know. No, is. I'm with you. <laughs> I would say honestly, until I was 24, every dump that I took outside of my house was against my will. <laughs> I never took a comfortable dump outside of my house. Besides maybe the rare times in my high school when the uh, tech wings would be, there was so few, or no, it was the new gym area. And there was only like three gym classes a week. So that was a big vacant area. Mm -hmm. And if it was unlocked, then you were in luck because you could poop that day. You could go all the way down, take a nice 30 minute break. Who's going to tell a kid they can't be out because their stomach hurts, you know? A lot of people actually, but yeah. Pull so out you, the pull out the flip cell phone, get all your texting done down there, dude. Oh yeah. So you found the golden toilet, is what I'm hearing. Oh my god, there was the tech mastery wing, which did have a lot of classes, but the bathrooms were so nice. It was like, if I have to do this, not a bad place to do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if our new gym area was open, oh, you'd have not only would you have the the bathroom. That's where the new locker rooms were. So yeah, even if somebody um, beat you there, you still had the break cat break glass in case of emergency toilet. Yeah. If yeah. all else fails, you go to the men's locker room and you lock it up. You're good. I just never I don't know. I didn't really start paying attention to the bathrooms until like I got to high school and the, the high school bathroom was trifling. Like it just yeah. it smelled like just it smelled like a homeless person's paradise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, you know how like your sensory connects you to a memory? When I walk by like certain spots on High Street in the summer and you smell that hot pee, <laughs> it takes me back to the shitty restrooms in high school because our high school when I was there was like 40 years old. So they had all they had people that had been shitting and pissing those pipes for 40 years. <laughs> like you said, it smelled like shit. And that's why I could never poop in those ones. If I had to poop and I couldn't get to the good restrooms, forget it. I went home one time. I <laughs> left school because I had to poop, and I stayed home the rest of the day. Did you Did you go to Lima Senior? Lima Central Catholic. I had a oh, lot of okay. good friends that went to Lima Senior, though, man. Oh, okay, so yeah. was like was like Lima was like Lima Senior, like the hood school. That was the city school, but there was also like <laughs> city schools. I will say they had a playground uh, for students that may or may not have had children is what I was always told. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all the kids that went to school there that I knew had better GPAs than me. Yeah. Uh, got more money off on their college scholarships than I did. Like, because we had this thing called DECA. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like what 4-H is, but for instead of like farm stuff, you just do like city, like business stuff. Right. So, of course, I was restaurant and food management. And my little role play that I had to do was, like, I'd always have to go in and fix some hypothetical issue. 
And I would get nervous at first because my first thought is, what if I spend money and it doesn't work? Right. And then I think the reason I got good at it was because I was like, fuck it. I don't, this is made up. I'll just make up <laughs> more. What are they going to ask me about my fucking budget? I'm 17 and we have a cockroach issue. So yeah, <laughs> I'll find a way to get a, a guy in there for 90 grand if it takes it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fucking money. <laughs> no. So like, like doing it. that, all the Lima senior kids were really fucking good at that. They always had kids going to nationals and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they definitely because they got a new school right around the time like our old school got added on to, and uh, their new school is fucking phenomenal. Like, I mean, <laughs> LCC we shared the football stadium with them, and we shared uh, their auditorium for our plays, and that auditorium was fucking nice, dude. I uh, sang a solo in my senior class play there. <laughs> you could serenade. You can sing, Ty. What? Oh, back before I uh, went to college and yelled at every single party I got to, yeah. My baby voice was okay, but I, I sound like I've been making out with gravel for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite like song to sing? Like, What was your go-to? Somebody said, like, Ty, sing me a song. What was your favorite go-to? All right, now keep in mind, I can't sing this anymore because of how bad my voice sucks. But the song that I sang to get that uh, audition spot was Say Goodbye by Chris Brown because it was bigger <laughs> than high school. And yeah, dude, I had to go with Chris Brown. And uh, I turned some heads. I don't think it was <laughs> particularly good. I just don't think that they thought that I could sing. And I really can't sing. I just try to do an impression of whoever's singing. That's what I used to do, man. And that's yeah. what I was like, you know what? I should probably go off for choir. And I say, you better than me because I sing row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you at least put a little bit of your own, like, beatbox to it or something? Did you No, I, did, I, no I did not, man. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I didn't know what song to sing. And so I was like, and, and like, I had like my, I would say like back then it was a little deeper. Like I had like a deep voice. I was like, I'm just saying, row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can I picture like, that now. I was like, yeah, because we had to like stand in a line at the piano. So like everybody, <laughs> so, so you got to wait in line, nervous as hell. <laughs> yeah, everybody, asked, everybody whispering like, hey, what song you gonna sing? <laughs> I'm gonna sing row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to the one that started it all, guys. <laughs> so then I get so then I get to the piano and she's like, "What you goes?" <laughs> I was like, "Row, row, row your boat." <laughs> and I start singing it, bro. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm really going like this. Row, row. <laughs> So then she started hitting these notes like on the piano, like can you yeah. sing this note? So then I'm like, uh <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what, I know that feeling when the piano hits. It sounds so easy. It's made me grow an appreciation for music. Yeah. So much. But when I was practicing for my solo, you know, you go over it like five times a day, more or less, or whatever. 
on your on days. You had your off days where there was more like focus on your lines here. Uh, but when I had to focus on singing, we would go over and over and over again. You get the beat so ingrained in your head that like it helps you to forget so you can focus on the lyrics because you just know, you know, how where to hit the lyrics at. Yeah. And the week of the show, if I was I messed up my solo and it looked bad. I was off time because the piano player started playing more notes is what I thought. I was like, why is, it, why is he fucking with me, man? There's yeah. more notes in there, I swear. There wasn't that much. My exact words were, there wasn't that much piano last time. <laughs> That's a dumb way to say that. <laughs> no, there wasn't that much last time, dude. I swear. I'm not crazy. Oh, and what I found out was he had been playing the dumb version, I guess. To get used to singing. And then when we had to go live, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Man. <laughs> so, so I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he dialed it back. Because yeah. I went up to the teacher who was in charge of it, and I was like, hey, it feels like he's playing way more notes than he ever <laughs> It's too much piano, dude. I can't do it. The <laughs> second night of the show, I flipped the order of my verses. And the tuba player in the front pit, because now we have a whole orchestra, and that threw me off too. Yeah. So we have this whole orchestra up front, and the tuba player noticed that I fucked up the lyrics, and he started laughing, and I had to not laugh while I was singing, dude. I was like, because I could pass that football. I was like, <laughs> corners of my mouth were going crazy. I'm like, just stare ahead. Don't even look back at him. Oh. Uh, man, one time we had like this winter concert. And I had I had two solos. This was a middle school. I had two solos. Hell and I, yeah. Uh, and the first one, I forget what the song was. This the second one was like a it's like a church song, but not like too churchy. But like yeah. um, so that was easy to remember. But the first one, I looked at somebody who I knew, and like I don't know if they were surprised that I was singing, but they just like was just looking at me like <clears throat> And I just busted out laughing. Because <laughs> 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 when I get uncomfortable, like I just smile and laugh. Like so I just like I don't know. I just looked down and she was just looking dead at me. Like <laughs> so I just busted out laughing. Like oh my god. And I got so much like she was so pissed because like it was our choir was like very very popular shout out to franklin little school choir uh miss brown and like she got calls like i heard that he laughed at hi yeah i'd like to file a complaint about the young boy who started laughing in the middle of row 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 your boat and i knew the next day i was in trouble man i didn't i didn't want to go to school but she took it easier on me than what i thought she was just like she was like what happened <laughs> she was like what happened? <laughs> and she said it with a surface she's like i just want to know what happened <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like, <laughs> I was like i don't know like i just looked at somebody that i knew and i just started laughing <laughs> Oh man, like, <laughs> choir though, man. I'll say choir is the thing that like gave me like the confidence in myself to like I guess put myself out there because that that ain't easy to be singing in front of your peers and stuff, you know. No, and you found out the hard way. Like it, 
all it takes is one person looking at you out of your friend group or even a classmate. And it just, you're, I don't know if you're just so young and trying so hard to focus that like any little thing will set you off. But I can remember like some school plays where uh, some of my friends, thankfully on dress rehearsal night, <clears throat> started laughing in the middle of their line. <laughs> For the same reason, they'd look over and just see their friend, just see their friend. And they would fuck up dress rehearsal, which thank God it, that was just parents and grandparents. Yeah. So they could take pictures and whatnot. But yeah, somebody was like, we would always have that. And there would always be a kid that would turn and look at their mom in the crowd and smile. <laughs> like you just have like a tree or like an animal in the manger just breaking character. Yeah. Look over here at mom. <laughs> now you got shepherd hooves in the air. Hooves rather. <laughs> I remember. I think it was like fifth. Yeah, it was fifth grade. I was playing the Grinch and the uh, in the play in the little Christmas. Hell play. yeah, dude! That's awesome. Man, they had a like a whole. They made a whole costume and everything, like little furry hands and stuff. And like, man, one day I was about to go. Like, it was like one of our last rehearsals, and I was about to go on stage, and I was like, bro, what? What is that smell? And it's like, I, I, it smells like my cousin because my cousin always had a smell, but I just didn't have a name for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, bro, what is that smell? And then like, I don't know how I found out, but I realized like that was my first time being musty. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's a hell of a way to find what out. I, what I tell you, bro, I was funk. I yeah. was funk. And I already knew because yeah. my cousin, my cousin will always be musty, but he would always put his head, his uh his arm on my head like a like a hair rest when we would walk back from school. Yeah. And I would like, just be hit with that every day. I'm like, bro, what yeah. is that? Yeah. And now you're like, oh shit, that is on me. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember that. I remember those feelings because you'd always like smell somebody else's smells like that. And you know the thoughts that go in your mind. And when you realize that it's you and you're in a public <laughs> setting with hours to go before you can get in the shower, it changes your whole demeanor. Yeah. Like you don't want to talk to anybody. Like I, I don't want to talk. I've been drinking a coffee. Think I live at home. But if somebody walked in right now, I would not. Because <laughs> I know my breast. Sm- I need two minutes to go hit some Listerine and a toothbrush. <laughs> oh, God. I tried not to be. Sometimes when I walk to open mics and I get sweaty. I'm like, God, I hope, I hope it's just sweaty and not stinky to follow. I don't see how y'all be walking in, uh, in, 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 in that area, man. That area is not safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, just be walking. I'll be like, man, that's yeah. Y'all, y'all brave for that. I couldn't do that. I think they think I'm homeless too. <laughs> <laughs> just my je- if I'm wearing jeans, they have a rip in them. And then if I'm wearing fucking sweatpants <laughs> they have holes all over them Yale donated a pair of sweatpants to me because yeah. he saw how raggedy my sweatpants were <laughs> like they had holes giant it's the same ones that I wore for my costume yeah. as Professor Moody hmm. like they're just incredibly <laughs> homeless looking like even yeah. homeless I got asked during the pandemic one time when I was walking uh, this homeless guy was hey man I don't mean to bother you. I'm homeless too. That's how he let off. (laughs) (laughs) One time a homeless guy offered me a pair of shoes in Chicago. Wow. 
because my shoes were so shitty. You can ask <laughs> my This guy was trying to sell these pair of shoes that I don't know if he found in a dumpster of a Kmart or what. Yeah. But he was trying to sell them, and he took one look at my shoes. He was like, hey, you can just have these, man. <laughs> you need them more than I do. And I'm like, this guy's homeless, and I just got something for free off him. I would have been like, can you sign these? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will believe this. <laughs> Take a picture with me. <laughs> Speaking of sweatpants, man, that, that girl last night at the mic was going crazy. She like, tried to get you killed. Man, first of all, that dude, he said he was a, uh, he opened up for, uh, dang, what's that, uh, what's that dude's name? The dude with the mullet, the, the white dude with the Neil mullet. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I've opened up for him, man. You know, I was just, you know, I've, I've been doing this for years. I'm like, so then you would know to shut up. Like, what are you? No, you're lying. Like, he, he's totally lying. Yeah. He, he couldn't have been further from lying. They said so many lies about this guy. They said he uh, is from Russia. I heard him talk. Yeah. Like, unless he was raised on a military base that I don't know about. He's definitely not from Russia. He could be Russian. They were acting like he was like part of Putin's secret service over here not to play games. Yeah. And then he tells you that he opened for a comedian when he got roasted. Not only did he not laugh, he hit you with a calm down, buddy. I was like, <laughs> I thought he was Canadian. I thought he was a hockey player. Thought he was gonna ask you if you wanted to have a go. <laughs> you wanna have a go, pal? <laughs> Up there in the very sweatpants, pal. Hey, you wanna why am I Scottish as well? <laughs> that was such a bad impression. Here's my guy from San Francisco. Hey, pal! <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. That was terrible. I'm going to get booed in my own house. Hi, uh, man. What ladies? What's, what ladies is coming through there, man? What panties you snatching off? <laughs> Truth be told... <laughs> uh, the last one, the last there get me every time <laughs> oh my god uh i had a nice little like romantic fling at the beginning of summer that's like the last time anything like that's happened but like i outkicked my coverage so i was i'm i'm still kind of coasting on that you know <laughs> It was such a good experience that I'm like, you know, whatever comes after this, know that it was a good one, you know? <laughs> so I'm still kind of riding on that. It's hard to date when you're uh, doing stand-up every night of the week. Yeah. You know? I mean, shout out to anybody that does because I got close to dating and uh, I don't know. Every time I get close to it, I realize how bad I would suck because I just want to be out every night, you know, and trying to get better and it's hard for people that don't love comedy to understand why we do it because you have to go through a lot of shit like people talking during your jokes that you're trying to work out telling their maybe boyfriend that they can clearly see your dick <laughs> that was the most bizarre part she just was like yep i could see it like she was hey. like and those were like it was Those like are my was... loose sweatpants. Yeah. So I knew she couldn't see it. I'm like, no, I, I wore these on purpose. Yeah. She was like, it's right. Yep, I can see it. I can see it. And then that's when he's like, hey, calm down, buddy. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? I think uh, he was like, 
mad that you were like he didn't you said that he looked like he didn't want to squabble yeah <laughs> and i think he got mad about that but ultimately you guys didn't fight so yeah i don't know maybe putin's secret service guy uh <laughs> <laughs> he's open for theo von he worked for putin probably helped co-create apple what's what new lie we're gonna find out again about this guy in the future yeah, that was wild, man. But yeah, I I I love women are tremendous, but uh it's hard at this point to make time for other people in general. I'm at a very selfish point in my life as I sip my no no free ads cup of coffee and <laughs> No, nah, man, I think it's uh I think it's more than okay to be selfish as you get older, you got to give more of your, you know, time to people, especially what we do like it's such to me it's such comedy is is so based on on energy you know if the if the room ain't right or you know if the comic is energy is off you know it could dictate the whole the whole night as well um and one thing i like about you you're full of energy i rarely see you down you know what i'm saying i don't think i've ever seen you down only time i've ever seen you down is when you high you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much you know all the time <laughs> But I can. There's a difference when you're like when you're high, and then it's like high. Like you be, I can yeah, tell yeah, when, yeah, you're, yeah. when you're smoked. You be like, and you'll say it too. You be like, I'm high, dude. Like it's just, yeah, that happens. That happens. I start to get real relaxed. My hearing starts to leave. People are whispering things into my ear, and I'm like, What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like that's the uh, that's that's. I uh, I just enjoy doing comedy, and I think that has a lot to do with it. I never thought I'd be anywhere near like it. Uh, like booking shows still sometimes feels like surreal to me because I just I was so bad in the beginning that like it's all it almost feels like I'm playing with house money. And you're right, I have found that if I have a better attitude when I show up, uh, that at the very least I'm gonna have a good time. I'm still going to tell my set and my attitude is kind of like if, you know, unless you have to address something like, you know, obviously you ran into that last night and like, there are times where you just have to flat out address something. But for the most part, I just kind of perform and it's like, I put the vibe out that it's up to you if you want to listen, mm -hmm. try not to talk, but Hey, if you listen, I got a few fun things to say. I got a rubber chicken. I'm going to pull out here shortly. Uh, you know, rabbit out of a hat type shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but I look like a failed fucking uh, ventriloquist right now. <laughs> like, there's the box. This dude. <laughs> there's the box up there where I have to keep him. <laughs> yeah, I've been down on my luck since 2018. <laughs> But yeah, man, I and you know I'm around a lot of cool people that I really uh, appreciate. Yeah. Like I like watching you work. I like watching a lot of people work. The thing that I think has helped me keep an interest in comedy is seeing what people who I've watched a lot are going to do, and then you throw that in there with like the new comic that you see mm -hmm. once every ten days. Somebody trying it out for the first time because even if they suck, like I like to see what they're thinking. Yeah. Because uh, you'd hope they're bringing something of an original take, even if it's to an already 
be like if they are going to talk about airplane food, maybe they talk about I don't know getting food poisoning from airplane food on like a then it turns into something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I I just I really like it, and I agree with the whole room thing because uh, I I know for a fact the nights that I can contribute and help get everybody to at least pay attention. And then I know the nights where it's like, even I'll go up there and even if I don't have it, I'm so bad at faking it that everybody sees that I don't have it. And then I'm like, fuck, that was five to 10 minutes down the drain, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So trying to, you know, it's just like anything else, right? If you look at it as positively as you can, which is, hey, this is another chance to make people who I don't know laugh. Then I think you just get the most out of it because in the early years, you're not going to, it's not up to you uh, what the room looks like. It's just not, you don't have enough of a following. Probably Uh, you're still finding your own voice. Um, You're probably balancing a day job as well. Mm -hmm. So those early years, you really are just taking, I've had book shows that I've been booked on where I performed to one person, one person. I, I performed at a winery in Newark to one person one time with one other guy. And that was our show. And I think we both made $25. Mm. So I was like $25, 30 minutes of comedy. I'll try some jokes, but ultimately we know what this is. It's three people in a fucking room. (laughs) Why don't I just have some fun with that? You know? And then I can get into like this hanging out in a garage, drinking beer atmosphere. And that's, that's where I was born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was born in the swill of a natty light bottle, man. <laughs> As I said in the introduction, man, you're one of the you're the best host in the city, and you are the host of um, Junior's Bar and Grill. Um, when you got to hosting, like, how is that different from just going up and doing like a regular set? The first thing that I realized was that. Uh, the job of the host isn't always to go in and try and get laughs. Obviously you want to, because you want to, if you can start to show up with getting people to laugh, it's going to make it easier for everybody else. And that is definitely a way to go about it. But the thing that I realized that was most important was getting the room to focus on you. Because, uh, I watched guys like Nick Glasser Hassan Hancock, Mark Lucas, uh, and Oliver Gray. They were like four of the and uh, they were like four of the main hosts, and they were also like four hosts that were known for doing the style of hosting I do, which is I come back up in between comics and reset the room if needed. And I noticed that they were always trying to just make sure that one, they weren't working the same corny punchline or whatever, even as a host. And two, they weren't afraid to bomb as long as it turned heads. And I worked in this bar that was called Ethel's, which is in the short north. Uh, The Garden Theater, it's the bar where everybody goes to get their drinks during intermission of like Broadway plays. Mm -hmm. So we would have an open mic in there on Friday nights at 10 o'clock. So we're at the tip of the short north on a Friday night at 10. We're dealing with that foot traffic. And we're also... Uh, dealing with the theater crowd that's coming over to get their drinks at intermission or to have one after the show. 
And my job is to try and keep as many people in into our bar as I can. And uh, just having to do that, like there's a video out there of me, which is a technique that I don't like to rely on, but I've done more than once, where uh, these two guys were talking at the very front of the bar. And the bar was literally like this far away from the stage. So they might as well have been on stage talking. And I'm trying to get everybody to pay attention. And it's an obvious distraction. And I think obviously you can say, hey, guys, shut the fuck up any way that you want to. But again, I'm trying to get the whole room to focus on me. Why would I risk kicking these two people out? Potentially three more that I found out that they were with. So that's five people I could have lost in an already small bar. Uh, all because I had to be a dick. So my thing was, I'm going to unbutton my shirt one button at a time until they turn around and look at me on stage. Mm -hmm. And somebody recorded it, and I went all the way down. And then when they turned around, I was like, hey, fellas, welcome to the open. (laughs) It's like at the 3.30 mark of my set. So like, uh, that room really taught me that it's not about you, it's about the show. Mm-hmm. And your job is obviously you want to make people laugh because it makes it easier. But ultimately when you're dealing with people closing their tabs from the theater room and talking to their friends or somebody, uh, a group of young guys that just graduated college coming in loaded because they just drank a bunch of margs at Condados. Mm-hmm. You don't want to <laughs> kick them out. We needed an audience, Yeah, you know, and, and maybe it was a little bit of a kiss ass move, but I always, Wanted to make them feel like they were welcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I was like, I'll sacrifice anything to keep them entertained and here. And then if I turn it over to a comic, you know, after my time's up and I say, here's the next comedian. Then at that point, it's up to the comedian. If they walk during the comedian, you hate to see it. But also I did my job and now I'm going to have to go do it twice as hard because this fucking guy walked four people that I just worked my ass off to keep in here. Right, right, right. Now, I've been <clears throat> hitting, like, comedy clubs, man, and I really feel like, you know, that's where you belong on those stages, but I don't never see you there, man. Why is that? Oh, um, so I also work a couple of jobs. That takes up my time. Currently at a snail's pace trying to get my car fixed. <laughs> Yeah, I've been missing a catalytic converter <laughs> probably since before COVID at this point. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. Like, yeah. the last time I had a catalytic converter, I can't remember, but I've been trying to get that fixed. So I've been relying on walking everywhere, which has been great because I haven't ballooned over 300 pounds ever. So it keeps me regulated in a way. And it's also great to clear my mind. I like yeah. walking to clear my mind. Uh, especially a, before a show. Are you a are you a fast walker or are you a slow walker? Slow, dude. I walk like I look like Eeyore when I walk. <laughs> look at the big floppy ears, the mope. I got the slouch, dude. And I just move at a snail's pace. I'm Eeyore. Like <laughs> <laughs> I am notorious for when I go to other cities to visit my friends, they have to slow down their speed. So I don't get lost. I am a fast walker. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm converting to slow walking. Because <laughs> my, my girlfriend is significantly shorter than me, if you can believe it or not. So when I walk, 
normal, it's fast for her. So I have to like make my uh, stride longer so it could be easy on her little legs. Yeah, I wonder if that's my issue. If I'm <laughs> striding too long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could be it. I always thought it was just because I had short legs. Like now I'm you not, can, you I'm can not get some places tall. with short legs now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, trust me. Anytime I think that it's because I have short legs, I people like guys your size walk by me all the time on Neil Avenue when I'm walking. <laughs> I get laughed by anybody. The worst is when like a a family with the stroller has to go around me. I'm like, God, dude. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the highway and I just got passed by a semi. <laughs> That's a man. shot to the ego when a semi goes around you, man. <laughs> oh. oh, it feels like they took your manhood, dude. Oh, I'm going that slow? Oh, okay. I'm going that slow. All right. God damn. I need to qu qu quit uh, being so interested in this podcast about fantasy football. <laughs> like, I don't know. I get a little. I get a little scary when they be zooming like that. I was like, "Are you zooming because you drive fast, or are you zooming because you late? Like, what is it?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, dude. I so there have been times where I'm not afraid to admit. Like, there have been times where I've been embarrassed by a semi, but there have been times where a semi has gone around me, and I'm like, "Somebody's got a fucking deadline." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've seen semis go 75 on I th on uh, State Route 33. Going back home to Lima, I've been passed by semis going 75, dude. It's nuts. You can hear it. Like, it sounds like the last thing that you're ever going to hear, honestly. It's scary. <laughs> man, they're about to start letting computers drive semis, man. By themselves. Semis about to start driving by themselves. I don't like that idea. I don't either because I always chalk it up to like anything can get hacked, mm -hmm. you know, like anything that is technology has a way to be hacked. And all it takes is one guy who creates these electronic semis finding out that his boss is fucking his wife <laughs> for him to go in and switch a few wires and now these semis are going the wrong way down a one way in the middle of the city. How are right. we going to stop that, bro? That's scarier, <laughs> than, that's scarier than fucking anything right now is a computerized semi with nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. That's just scary. <laughs> scarier than the purge. Oh, man. Fuck the purge. You know what? I'll get hit in the head with a baseball bat. Over getting absolutely plowed by a semi any day. Yeah. I'll go up into I'm a I'm a dense man, but if you get a semi going 35, <laughs> minutes, I'm gonna turn into go, that sand that gold dust used to blow in people's face uh, on impact. Boom. Bro, do you have peacock? Yeah, I do actually. I just no, got they have, it. They have uh, all the old episodes of Raw and SmackDown on there. Yeah, man. It's a Man, good, I might it's have a, to go back. You have you have certain shows and certain songs you spoke to. That's a show you definitely want to smoke to. Dude, I'm telling you. And they have all the WrestleManias on there too. I have uh I have gone back and watched what I can on YouTube, you know. Uh, but to have the unlimited access, oh boy, 
I was just telling somebody the other day about how uh, from ages 7 to 14, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling anymore <laughs> because I got in trouble for doing DX. <laughs> just like we all did, right? We were after school bowling. And uh, these kids from the other Catholic school in the area, St. Gerard, went with us. And so we were. it was me and my friends playing against some guys from St. Gerard. And both sides, mm-hmm. anytime one of us got a strike and the X popped up on the screen, we just look at the other team and be like, suck it. <laughs> and uh, one of the supervisors told the teachers, like, hey, uh, your students there were telling each other to suck it <laughs> because they knocked down 10 pins. So I had to miss, I had to miss 15 minutes of recess the next day out of 20. Which is like you might as well give me life. <laughs> you might as well give me life at that point. Take the whole thing, you know. That's worse than the minutes. death penalty. You go, yeah. I only get five minutes of recess. I no, send me, keep me on the on the. We call it. You had to stand on the wall. Keep me on the wall for two recesses before you give me only five. I can't even get in on the kickball game. They they got even teams. I got to sit by and watch like a fucking fan. <laughs> I gotta be a fan of my classmates in a league that doesn't exist. I would have, I would have got like a whole bunch of rocks and start throwing them at people's heads, just <laughs> yank, 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 and then if, I, yeah, if I can't have fun, dude, fucking nobody. <laughs> I'm, that's how I bomb sometimes. I tear the whole thing down with me. I'm like, fuck it. I can tell you guys are grossed out by sex jokes. I'm going to dig deep on this one. <laughs> I'm going to get real fucking nasty. I'm going to go to the corners of the internet that you have blocked. <laughs> what is, what's the newest, the nastiest porno you've ever saw? Ooh. Um, one time I watched uh, this beautiful woman give such a, such a, a passionate blowjob. That snot came out of her nose, not just like a cute little. I'm talking like me. Uh, if these cats around the border of my of my frame here were real, <laughs> it's like time war allergy shot snot <laughs> bubble. Like she was blowing legit snot bubbles out of her nose to the point where I was so baffled by it. After I came, I kept watching. <laughs> it went past the point of growth. It went past the point of gross into a point of amazement. <laughs> I was amazed at this one. She earned it, dude. She earned it that day. It almost made me feel bad. <laughs> she earned it, dude. It made me feel bad for using a free site to watch it. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> Does she have an Amazon wish list I can invade? What's going on? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to buy her something off her wish list. I'm going to get her these grippy uh, socks that she adores. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, that, man. The nastiest thing I just saw, I don't think it was this year. I think it might have been uh, last year. Uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I think I just said it out loud. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Not that I ever would, but I was like, I never thought about this type of porn. Let me. Let me look, and I quickly regretted it. And it was a woman having sex on her period. 
And I was just like, mm, never again. <laughs> never again. No, no. I only watched, only watched like seven seconds. I was like, oh, no, that's. No. Oh, my God. Why did I do that? No, I've caught some, you know, the how they got the thumbnails that show you like a GIF. Yeah. Or a teaser trailer, if you will. Uh, I've seen that on a few of those, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind doing it, watching it. It's another ball game. Cause I, that's the thing to me that it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a blue jacket shirt, but I don't mind the Red Wings. <laughs> uh, but that's to me a sign of like that you care about somebody. You're like, I'll fuck you while your pussy's bleeding. That's whatever, man. And then you realize how good it is, and you're like, oh shit, can you do this all time? <laughs> Can you have a 30-day period every month, please? This feels amazing. And you're not going to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember my first time doing that. It was in college. I was like, man, I don't think you can get pregnant from doing this. It's okay. But I don't know. She's like, do you You think I get pregnant? I was like, it don't make sense to me that you could. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, that is the truth, man. Yeah, and then you just slowly start to pull the panties down. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> and if they stop you, like, okay, all right, cool, all right. Yeah, all yeah, right. that's definitely one where you pull up Google. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna go home. I got yeah. I got a test to study for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me back in three to five days. <laughs> <laughs> I think we fail to realize, man, the women have the power, though. Like, they call the shots, especially now. They are really okay. just putting their little cooter cats all over the internet for us to see. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's crazy that uh, anybody can be a porn star now. And <laughs> anybody. like Grandma, you too? Yeah. <laughs> Only grands. <laughs> 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 yeah dude anybody who wants to and there there's there might be if you have something about you that stands out there might be a corner of the internet for you to be able to pay your month <laughs> like if you got like two toes that look like they're running slant routes next to each other. <laughs> you might make fifteen hundred a month just taking pictures of them and posting them. <laughs> you said slant. <laughs> yeah, slant just routes, fucked boy. up feet. Uh, one arm. There's there's girls. <laughs> the girls on OnlyFans, the biggest stars, are missing limbs, and they're just like, "Fuck it, I got one thing that you really do want." Well. <laughs> All right, that's too far. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's no, come on, Ty. Jesus Christ. Unreal. It's true though, but like those girls get laid more than I do, so I can't even talk shit. Like, sure, maybe I can make fun of them for not having a full hand, but like <laughs> they're getting dick and pussy thrown at them every day. Like, oh my god, I want you so bad. People get mad at me because I take too long to uh, pick which water I'm going to buy, you know? <laughs> and they're just like, 
it's the, it's something that uh, has revitalized a lot of people's confidence, I think, and that's a good and bad thing. Oh man! Because you know we all want to walk around with a little more pep in our step, but then you get some people that are like, "Yeah, people pay for my dirty underwear," and then they're <laughs> and you're like, "I don't want to be I don't want to be smelling you while you're at work." Come on, man! Jesus. <laughs> Like, can you at least set your shower day to be the same day you go buy groceries so we don't all have to suffer? I just really be want to know, what do these people like? How did we get here to like now you're paying for dirty underwear? Like, yeah. you're not satisfied with your own or like how That's did we the, get here in the first place? That is the craziest thing is like, as disgusting of a man as I am, I have not paid for dirty underwear to be sent to my house yet. <laughs> I just don't know if, you know, like, I don't know if it's in my future, but anything <laughs> could happen. You know, I could walk outside right now and get hit in the head with, like, somebody working on something above me, fly off, smack me in the head, and now the only way I can come is to smell somebody's panties after yoga, you know? <laughs> the future is too unpredictable. <laughs> but, yeah, man, some people out there, and it's crazy, too, because, like, but they'll hot also pay. They'll pay extra money to insult them. So they'll like instead of sixty dollars just for the sweaty socks, they'll say, uh, "Here's seventy five. Let me talk to you too when I order." And then they just hop on and they'll be like, "Send me those funky ass socks, you dumb bitch." <laughs> and they get they, so you get paid an extra fifteen dollars to get called a dumbass by somebody you don't know. You know this a little too well. I'm not gonna ask how. I'm not gonna. Ask <laughs> <how>. <laughs> I did my own research. <laughs> oh man, that's. I think that's the, the greatest catchphrase to come out of the last ten to fifteen years has been. I do my own research, man. Yes, because <laughs> it could go any which way. Like I'm telling a joke right now when I talk about the first big lie that you find out and like I dance around like the Santa thing just cause I'm like the punchline is like I don't know what anybody believes anymore some people out there believe that they are a bar of soap <laughs> the real thing I read about it is England people that are like I'm soaked today and then they don't shower and that's the crazy part because they're like why would I shower I'm soaked <laughs> All due respect, man. You know, if that's your belief, that's your belief. I don't want to ruin that for you. <laughs> but yeah, man, you just, I do my own research could be like, oh shit, you got something interesting to say. And now I do like, or it could also mean like, oh fuck, this guy thinks that the secret to all the nuclear launch codes is in the middle of a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> let's, let's log it. Let's log it right now. Um, because that could be the name of your first special. I, I do my own research. Or I did my research. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Everybody can tell too. Like, if you listen to five minutes of this podcast, I think at any five minute section of this podcast or the other one I did for you, anybody <laughs> could listen to that. And they're like, this guy does not believe in physics, but he does <laughs> believe that the way he sits on the couch will influence how the Cleveland Browns play this Sunday. <laughs> I got my own research, dude. How do you think we beat Kansas City in 2011? Oh, man. It wasn't film study. It was because my left arm went numb. <laughs> <laughs>
That was actually a good win for you guys, man. Yeah, yeah. We've had you some, think you, you think you guys gonna get better when the shot come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the field stuff aside, he's a top four passer in the league when he's on the field. And he's, he's tough to beat. Yeah, he's he's generation he's generational at throwing the ball. Uh and I just hope that we got his like ride situated for the ride home afterwards. <laughs> I think all Browns fans should donate to his lift fund. Is every Sunday at four, right after the showers, straight to the house, Bucko. You're in timeout, Mister. <laughs> the uh, I know it's getting cold outside, so you know, as black people, is when we put on lotion, it doesn't stick. So, gotta, gotta. if he's using Vaseline and baby oil, it's it's, it's because of the the ash not not for any other reason no i believe that it's yeah it white guys they just go out there without it they're like fuck it you can't tell if we're ashy it's like that bill burr bit where we don't put on lotion because we don't know we need it actually i'll attest to that the back of my hand that's how i know that the colder weather is coming <laughs> yeah, i have that little cut there i just wake up one day and my hands are dry and cut you actually got some beautiful hands there, man. So you could be OnlyFans modeling your hands. I know. I'm. A, I need to be a hand model. <laughs> they're like they're girthy. They're not too broken. Look at the pinky though. That's from years of playground football, right there. <laughs> Going for that pass over the middle. So that way you could be the one to talk shit religion class. You know. Man, those, those were the days, man. I used to just run a nice little go route. Nice little flying. Fast as hell, weren't you? Catch, catch it in Randy Moss, right in stride. The only reason I could do the Randy Moss catch was because if anybody except for this one kid that was taller than me and more athletic than me in grade school guarded me, I would literally be like, hey, it's going to take a minute for me to get downfield, but when you get down there, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Years of playing jackpot, dude. <sighs> you learn how to track it and then when to go up for it. Oh, man. Yeah, I miss playground football. That was, and coming inside afterwards and being like sweaty, and then you gotta focus on the colors of the rainbow after that. You're like, I can't focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I miss that shit, dude. Playground football was the best. Yeah, man, we had like three apartment complex that was in the area that I was in, so we would like play each other, like in like championships and all that type of stuff. Yeah, you could burn a whole day doing that. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't really go outside no more. The kids over here in my neighborhood, they go outside, but they play in a goddamn parking lot when they just made a goddamn new park over here and they just steady in the parking lot. Just irks my nerves. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have killed to have like a, I mean, I had Rob Park growing up, but I was used, like, if there had been a park in my neighborhood, like in my, like near my, like 10 feet from my house, I would have been there so much. But, I always think about the energy too we had as kids. Like, even though I was a fat kid, I can't believe that I would like. I'd play a morning game of like wiffle ball in the neighborhood. I'd swim. I'd go play like an actual city league baseball game, and then I'd come back and swim or play freeze tag at night, all in one day in the summer, just going. Yeah, I couldn't believe. Like, I got sweaty just thinking about that. <laughs> We might have to go to commercial break or something, man, so I can catch my breath. Thinking about the energy I used to have. Have you ever played curveball? How do you do that? <laughs> we might have a different name for it. <laughs> so it's basically like you take a basketball and you both stand on uh, each side of the curve in the street on the street, 
and you throw the ball and the object is to hit the curve and if you hit the curve then you get uh you get 10 points i believe and then once you do that you got to get in the middle of the street and you got to just keep going and you rack them up and it's like five and then like if a car coming and you throw it over the car and it hits the curve i don't know how much that is but that's some extra points too that feels like it's got to be 15 to be able to put the touch on it like that mm -hmm. i tell you what we played a game similar to that with a football and no points but what we did was we pried on um our neighborhood's drivers and the people that drove through our neighborhood to get to their house wherever it may be we pried on their road rage so what we would do is we'd see how many cars it took before like just tossing it over the cars that drove down our street how many cars would it take to do that uh before somebody got mad and I think the most we ever went was five cars drove by before somebody flipped us off. <laughs> oh. It was normally like right away. One time this old lady stopped and she was like, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. We're throwing it over your car. Why are you mad? Like, we're not hitting you. Yeah, like <laughs> we, we would definitely get some looks. You better not throw that shit on my car, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That would definitely happen, like, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. and some people give you the look, like, too, when they drive it by, like, don't do it, don't you do it. Like, yeah, don't throw this over my car. Cause if I hear a clunk back then, they wouldn't have cared, they'd have probably fucked you up. Yeah, we were kids, like, hey, man, I know you're not my child, but this is my new GMC Suburban. <laughs> Just left a lot with this, and now you got to hit it with your stupid football that's all scuffed up from you missing passes in the street. <laughs> Oh man, what kind we, of car? My fault. Go ahead. I was gonna say we like playing tackle football if it wasn't during school hours because we could actually find grass. Mm. But if we had to play in a parking lot, it would be two hand touch. But there's always those couple kids that would hit you too hard. Yeah, You're like you motherfucker, just wait till we get to the grass. Man, yeah, I only did that one time, and I scraped my my uh, elbow up, and I still got the scar to this day. And I was like, yeah, never again. I'm cool. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to. We don't need to go that hard. <laughs> no, no. Some kids do not like losing, and then it shows because they're trying to play hard, but they're also trying to get their anger out. But I just didn't like the fact that I could slip on rocks and then I get. Oh yeah, like I'm not getting scraped up from getting tackled. I'm getting scraped up from just falling. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do this. Like this, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, so you have a scar on your elbow? I actually have a scar on my knee. I'm going to see if I can find it. It's kind of faint, but, like, there's this part of my knee, like, right here. Hold on. That, yeah, I don't know if it's up there or not, but, like, there's a part of my knee in here somewhere where it's, like, <laughs> it's it looks like a chewed-up piece of star, pink Starburst. <laughs> and I can't grow hair on it, but I can grow Ooh. hair all around it. And so back when I played Little League football, my dad was our one of our coaches, and then uh, we all played at Rob Park. And the night before our league started, they would paint the field. Mm -hmm. So we would have, like, a fresh coat because you couldn't risk the rain in Ohio, you know. So they would paint it the night before the game. But it was also an excuse for them to go get uh, fucked up and be away from the kids, like all the coaches. Mm -hmm. they, they'd all go there, and they'd fucking drink. Some of them would smoke pot. And they'd paint the field, and you could tell the next day, too, because uh, the fucking sidelines would be, like, jaggedy. <laughs> we were the only field that had three 25-yard lines. Dude. 
They got fucked up on Canadian Mist in 2001, Reggie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were fucked up. But we went and spied on them the one time they did it, because like I said, I live by Rob Park, so me and my buddy rode our bikes down there. And we just felt so cool spying on him, even though, like, yeah. we just, we weren't even close to getting caught because we stayed across the street, but we felt like we had a secret. Mm. And then, so we rode back to his house and he had like a 20, probably like a 20 yard long driveway of nothing but stone. And it came off of the street and dipped down a little too. And I took a turn in there way too hot, <laughs> scraped up my knee I thought, all right, I've scraped my knee before, whatever. I go inside, and they're like, oh, you got rocks in there. We're going to have to use peroxide to get it out. Yeah, the worst. And then they told the greatest lie that parents have ever come up with. Peroxide doesn't burn. It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> nope. When you got five drunk nurses working on your fucking knee with no college background to be a nurse, just drunk people trying to get the rocks out of your knee, oh, dude, I scream bloody murder. <laughs> they would just pour a little peroxide take a little stone out i think i had three and then yeah. the worst part dude i couldn't play in the game the next day mm. because if i'd have got sweaty that open wound would have got infected you know yeah mm -mm. so i couldn't play for that but all my friends you know 10 year old boys they ain't hearing that so right. I got called a pussy. They were like, oh, you got a little bike wreck, can't play the game? <laughs> God damn it, I got rocks pulled out of my knee, dude. Have some yeah. <laughs> Nope, I just got I just got called a pussy the whole afternoon. Do you miss do you miss Lima? Yeah, I, I do. I like going back to see. I mean, I love living here. I don't I don't know if I could live in Lima, man. Mainly because I can't really do comedy there. Uh they have a few open mic things that sometimes pop up, but it's nothing like what we got here. So, but I, I do miss Lima. You know, there's like, I got a lot of close friends that still live there. Um, my oldest sister, my mom and my brother all still live there. My brother-in-law, my nephew, uh, he's got two kids now. They're there. So I definitely miss Lima and I try to see as many people as I can when I go back, but um, I don't know if Lima is right for me at this point in time because I think I'm too much of a renegade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out all hours of the night trying to tell fart jokes to people. I don't know. <laughs> Real dangerous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely understand. What's, yeah. one, what's one stage that like when you hit that stage, um, you'll know for sure that you've made it in the game. I, even if it is just an open mic that anybody can do, I would love to either do the comedy cellar or my number one would be the comedy store. I would love to do the comedy store in LA. Like I said, even if it's just, they pull my name for the open mic and I get three minutes just to say that I went in that room and had a set, even if I bombed, the fact that I got to be at, because those are probably like the two hollowed grounds of stand-up in America. I think you could throw the old punchline in San Francisco up there from what I've heard. But I don't too, I have never been to San Francisco, so I can't really comment on that. But uh, yeah, if I could get to one of those two uh, comedy meccas, if you will. Even like I said, even if it's just I happen to sign up and they happen to call me. Fine. Just to be in there. 
to experience that from a performer's point of view, that's like one of those things where it's like, I, I would love to get that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely going to come man. What's one piece of advice that you would give any comic that's listening to this right now? Don't be afraid to uh, embrace the journey, whatever it may be, you know, like, at the more you do stand up, the more you end up having to love it. Like, I'm sure there are people that are just doing it for a career somehow. But, like, you really have to love this shit if you want to chase it as a full-time thing. To be in a spot where a lot of comedians in this city are, where, in my opinion, I think a lot of us could easily get more feature work on the road if we had the right, I don't know. I don't want to say platform because I don't have any hatred for the funny bone. Like some people may or may not, but like if we could just, if some of us could just get discovered, I think there's a lot of us that at the drop of the hat could go to just about any club in America and do anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes comfortably and be fine. So the thing is, it's never, there's a lot of it where it's like, because that's not such an easily attainable thing, you really have to love this shit. Cause you could be eight years in and somebody four years in might get booked more than you, uh, featured more than you paid more than you on the same show as you. So I think the biggest key in all of this is remembering what got you into stand up. And why you love doing it. And for me, like, I truly, I truly, as much as I want the bigger and better things, like, I think we all do. I know that, like, some people don't want to be seen as a sellout or whatever. But, like, I'm trying to get paid for this shit eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, even if I get shot in the head in some Netflix movie and I can just get a credit from that, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) As long as that Netflix check clears in my bank account. I don't care if I'm in a movie for 10 seconds. Like, that's something to me. But I think, you know, as much as we want that, there's just no predictability of when anybody's going to pop and stand up. Like, some people pop at year two and fizzle out by year seven. Some people go, honestly, 20 years working like a day job still. And then they just have that one set. Because if you continue to love stand up and you continue your honest to God hardest, to try and get better at it when the right opportunities pop up, you'll be so overprepared that you'll actually be anxious. You'll be like, do I, do I know too much? Can this be even natural? I've done so many of these things, but then you go into it and all that, all that care and crafting that you really put into your act can, can show out when the opportunity is right. But again, like you just, you think you love it. And then you realize that year four, you don't love it like you did at year two because you've been through more bullshit. But then through that bullshit, you accomplish more goals. And then same thing year four and year seven. You're like, I love comedy so much more at year seven because I, I got through any kind of lack of creativity, uh, lack of whatever kind of peer recognition. Uh, you know, like you go through all that. And then within that, I truly think that the universe takes care of you in a way 
And then if you give all that, then you get your opportunities. And when those pop up and you knock it out of the park, you're like, okay, uh, I just did re- like I just did really well on a, on a. I had a nice set at the Don't Tell show I just did, and Jason Banks was the headliner. And I've known Jason since like 2014. I, well, not like with any level of depth. That was probably a few years into it. But like in 2014, I watched Jason, and I you just knew like he's the only guy who can tell the same jokes right now, uh, every week, and we're still all gonna laugh just as hard. And so to see him where he's at, where he continues to trend, along with like Bobby and Kenny, who are also there doing the same thing. Uh, it's great to see those guys. And then whenever I get to work with them and I have a good set on a show that they're on, that to me is like you had a good opportunity here and you took advantage of it. Not that Kenny, Jason, and Bobby wield any big power that I'm trying to gain from in a way, but just because I have so much, I look at people who I have reverence for uh, to that level. And it's like, if I'm on a show with them, I want to do well. Mm-hmm. And so when those opportunities pop up and I end up doing well, it makes me realize like, all right, this will get me through the next week when I'm eating a sack of shit at fours at 11 <laughs> <laughs> Ty, um, tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed because we just had an hour and 20 minutes almost of conversation that flew uh provided some depth and had a lot of laughs and you're already doing that to that's already what makes everybody's favorite show when it comes to anything talk show or podcast related and i think that you make it so easy for your guests to come on here and like just have at it you know like i don't think i think that you like to listen to your guests and i think that's more than half the battle because especially with a guy like me anything i say can be taken as a joke but like you'll give me the chance to uh, elaborate and then we find probably a better joke together because we give each other the time i just think that you're very easy to talk to uh you're a great guy to have some laughs with because you know you're hilarious as well um and it's it's fun for people who listen to get to discover people who are in the scene locally you know like everybody wants to know people before the imagine how many people are going to watch you know jason banks whenever he has a netflix special or somebody like that and they find out that kenny or Bobby have been headlining for years in their own city and they couldn't like, they didn't know to go see them. I'm not saying that you and I are going to head down that road. I think we, we both have a lot of brightness in our future, but like imagine getting to listen to somebody. And then like a few years later, you're like, Oh shit, I listened to them on a podcast when uh, the one guy was in his fucking basement studio apartment with half a light working, (laughs) you know? Like, the amount of talent that comes on your show, along with you, uh, especially after today's episode, once you can get this human garbage pail off your screen, uh, what it's great. You have great guests. You're great in conversation. You're hilarious. A lot of people spend a lot of time in their cars going to and from places. Throw on comedians in bed, dude. This is I'm sitting on my couch. 
I sleep on this thing half the time because the laundry on my bed's too much and I don't want to do it. This is, I'm telling you, man, this is a great idea for a show. And I have had a blast today. And I think that if you're a listener, uh, anytime you can hear Tyrus can talk to somebody about stand-up and anything life-related around stand-up, uh, you're going to have a good, your ears are going to tingle. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> The key to success is to just throw the laundry on the floor. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, that was the thing when I didn't live in a studio. I could get away with that in my actual bedroom because it had a carpet. <laughs> but now all my floors are tile. And I uh, live in a basement. So whenever it rains, I always get house centipedes. Yeah. Bro, if I pick up my underwear one day and there's a house centipede in it, you can't <laughs> see me ever again. Because I'm gonna blow my building up from the inside out, and I'm taking everybody with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I tell people all the time, man, that you're my identical twin brother, man, and I mean it. You're such a good, you're such a good guy. Don't, don't, uh, don't let today discourage you from where you know you're eventually going to end up. I'm pretty sure. I know for a fact you're going to end up farther than where you believe, man. Where can people reach you at, Ty? I like to post all my shows on my Instagram, which is at Ty's Not Funny. That's T-Y-S-N-O-T-F-U-N-N-Y. I had to put the Albert Pujols cyborg goggles on to see that. Make sure I focused in on the name there, you know? Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Obviously, I'll be promoting uh, your podcast there as well. Um, and uh, any shows that I have, I post about on there, so... I'd love to make you laugh. Come see me uh, and be sure to follow Ty as well. Cause he gets put on a lot of great shows too. So, and come see us at open mics, dude. Come, yeah. see, you know, you guys watch food network. You watch a fucking pizza get made by God. <laughs> and you're happy about, Oh, I've, I have so much more knowledge about pepperoni slices. We'll come see how a fucking joke gets made. Come watch us talk about semen and the developed <laughs> developatory stages. I don't think developatory is a word. Come watch us make our shit. We love to have you. We'll make you a part of the show. Try not to throw stuff at us while we're on stage. And yeah, follow Tyreskin as well, man. He's hilarious. Tune in every week with this guy, please. <laughs> Ty, man, I appreciate you, man. That has been another great episode here with Ty Moore on Comedians in Bed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you.